Welcome to the College Complete Podcast. I'm Claudia, your host, where I give you bite-sized advice, personal anecdotes, and tips and tricks on all things college and university. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the College Complete Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Today is an exciting episode because it deals with money. Yes, it's another episode on money, moolah, all that good stuff. But this time, it's specifically talking about the dreaded FAFSA. And yes, it is FAFSA and not FAFSA. Everybody gets it wrong. It is F-A-F-S-A. Look up the abbreviation. I... That's one of my pet peeves when it comes to college. No matter who you are, where you go, someone always says it wrong and it kind of drives me nuts. It is the federal student aid. And I know a lot of people get that mixed up. So they're like, oh, FAFSA. And it's like, nope, it's wrong. FAFSA, whatever. I had my rant. I'm done. So today's episode is all about the fact that it is soon approaching us because we are now in July. We are now in the middle of summer. Um, some people don't go back to school until August or some go back in September. But this is a very important episode because the FAFSA opens in October for the next, basically like the next school year. So it's always important to fill out your FAFSA. It is all the federal student aid. So it's whether or not you get, you know, federal student money, uh, if you get grants or scholarships through the FAFSA or if you are eligible for loans. So it's really important to get that in as soon as possible because they kind of run it on a system where it's basically first come first serve. So if you are late in the game or you're last to enter the race, you are not going to be eligible for the same amount of money that other people would be. And if you think about it, we're all trying to be on the same level playing field, right? But if you don't put yourself in the position to be on that same level playing field, then you are not going to be eligible for those same results, those same awards, those same anything. So make sure that you are getting in early. You're not going in late. It opens October 1st. It opens in October. A lot of the different... Um, websites you'll see for FAFSA that talk about FAFSA, not like the actual FAFSA website, but other like NerdWallet, you know, like Bankrate, other things that like talk about it. Um, There are a lot of very helpful resources when it comes to information on FAFSA out there, like Forbes has some information, Student Loan Hero has some information. Um, So the Penny Hoarder is a great website. Now I don't get any sponsorship from any of these places. I'm just giving you my real information, real uh, research that I've done. So FAFSA is really important to to get it in. If you do not get it in early, don't worry. You're still going to have time literally up until basically the ability that, to be in school, basically the the day that you're you're in classes. You can always still apply. It just means that you might not have as much available funds to try to gain. So they're going to determine based on your parents' taxes and if you're if you live alone and you live, you know, without your parents and your parents don't do basically anything, they don't help you at all, you're considered an independent, then they would be for your taxes and only your taxes. Now, I'm going to make an episode on this after that's going to go directly and dive deep into what that like sort of like independent versus dependent student is 
because there are a few ways that we could talk about this. But in terms of FAFSA, if you are a dependent student, that doesn't necessarily mean you're living with your parents because you could be living at school already. You could be a sophomore or junior living on your own on campus, but you're still considered a dependent student because you are, your parents are the ones who are basically paying for like certain bills of yours. You're on their health insurance. You're on their this, that, the other thing. You're attached to them sort of financially. So if they consider you, you know, you're, you're their child and they pay taxes on you being their child, then you are a dependent student. So being a dependent student has its pros and cons. Um, it's, it depends on what tax bracket your parents are in that qualifies you for a certain amount of money to receive. So you're basically eligible to be placed in different pools. So like if your parents make a certain amount of money in their jobs and then therefore per the annual year depending on the taxes that they have to pay back and the tax, the tax money that they receive back, it's going to qualify you to be in a certain pool. So being in that certain pool allows you to either qualify or not qualify for as much. I've seen it plenty of times where students find themselves in these funky situations because they are unfortunately in a situation where yes, their parents can pay for more than the average parent, but then they're not eligible for certain FAFSA money. So like if your parents make like just a tiny bit of a percentage above that tax bracket, you're kind of at a disadvantage because you're not gonna be getting as much federal, federal money. But don't be worried because there are ways to go around that. The ways to go around that are to go directly to your school and ask their financial aid office or their financials office, what can the school help you with? Can the school, you know, sort of cut you some slack and help you around the areas of tuition or the areas of, of what other costs are coming through to you as a student that they could probably cut out? So if your parents have you on their health insurance, make sure that you are not getting charged for the health insurance fee if there is a health insurance fee in your whole total package of you going to school, because you need to remember that when you go to school, when you go to college, when you go to university, especially if you're going to a university where you are living on campus, you are not only paying for tuition because you're going to be paying for room and board. You're going to be paying for the food plan. If you choose to have the food plan, you don't have to. You can opt out of that. But then remember, you're going to be making all of your food on your own. You're going to have to pay for things out of your pocket if you choose to be out of the food plan. I'm gonna make another episode as to what those costs mean and whether or not it's a good decision to opt in or opt out. It will probably be titled opt in or opt out. So look out for that one coming soon. The point that I'm making is there are many ways to go around the fact that you might be in a tax bracket or your parents might be in a tax bracket that don't allow you to be placed in pools that would offer you a lot of money. Now, that's not a problem because if you're gonna be going in for federal student aid, you're going to be put in a position where those are gonna be loans. They're gonna be loans, but they're gonna be loans that are gonna be dispersed in a way and that are gonna have a deferment plan in a way that allows you to utilize the money for school while you're in school so that you don't have to necessarily pay for things out of pocket. But then when you come out, you're gonna have a, you know, a, a chunk of debt. So you're gonna have money that you're gonna to have to pay off. So it's not always a bad thing to not get so much FAFSA money 
because they do have grants that you don't have to pay for. There are there are grants like the Pell Grant. There are a bunch of other grants that you can be um, eligible for that you don't have to pay back. Remember, I made another a note in another episode. Grants you do not pay back. Grants are awards that are from organizations or the school or private people who just are really nice and they decided, you know, I have a lot of money. Uh, I want to make this award here. Please make this for the students. Now, that could either be a scholarship or a grant. A grant is the kind of thing where it's just if you qualify, you just you you can just get it. Now, if you are doing a scholarship, it's probably something where you have to be awarded it. It's not that you just qualify for it. A scholarship is something you have to sort of like fight for. You know, you you write the essay, you're hoping to win it. Um, there are scholarships where they're, they're very competitive and then there are other scholarships that are a little bit less money or they, you know, they're not as well known and you can make like a video essay or you make, you make a real essay where it's like a, a, a real essay. I say that cause I'm so old school. You make a typed out essay and you send that in and basically you are fighting for the chance to obtain that money. You're fighting for the chance to to try to get that money applied to your account, to your school. Now, scholarships are great. Grants are, in my opinion, grants are a little bit better because you don't have to do as much work for the scholarship. The scholarship, you are not guaranteed that money. Now, in a grant, if you qualify, you're going to get that money. Uh, You have to ask your student financials office what grants are you eligible for I would definitely suggest going in and doing that. And you should also be making sure that the money that you're getting back from FAFSA, you are choosing correct deferment plans. Now, deferment plans are the time when you have to pay back the loan. So when you're getting your FAFSA, it is a loan. So you're getting your loan and they're gonna disperse the money and you might not have to pay for your tuition out of pocket because you got that loan. But then when school ends, the nice thing about, you know, different policies in our government in the U.S. is that uh, with the deferment plans, they're going to have where you could either choose um, like a fixed rate, you could choose a a shifting rate, you could choose different rates for your interest. Now, interest is what's going to accrue on your loans. It's money that's going to be added for the fact that you're waiting to pay it off. Um, And it's going to be sort of like adding each time. I will make an episode strictly on this accrual of interest, probably be called APR. So check, check that out when it comes out. It's going to be all about the interest that you have to pay off. Now I have tons of ways to go about doing this. My dad and I have made formulas for this on how to best work around that interest, pay it off. And there's so many things you could read, financial people you could listen to that say, yes, pay it off in full. No, don't pay it off. Keep it here. No, move it to this thing, that account, blah, 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 blah. My point is just know that interest is going to be there. Whether or not you choose the fixed rate, the shifting rate, all these different rates, there's different versions. The idea is FAFSA is a loan. You are going to, and and they have options for grants and scholarships, but majority of the FAFSA you're going to be getting if you qualify for FAFSA money based on the tax bracket that your parents and you or you yourself are in is going to be loan money from the federal government. Now, the federal government basically says, you know, you don't have to pay this back until 
X, Y, or Z time. And you choose that X, Y, or Z time when you apply for your FAFSA. So if you qualify and you, they say, you know, this is the amount of money that we're willing to give you. Cool, great, it covers my costs, awesome. Now you have to choose your interest rate, which is what I was talking about, what, what's gonna be accruing. And then you have to choose what deferment plan you want. Now, majority of what's going on right now, and I'm speaking for right now in this situation, in this moment of, of history, is that for six months, you don't have to pay those loans. So when you graduate, the moment that you graduate from school and you are considered no longer in school, six months from then is when you should be making, not, ne- not necessarily should be, now that's a different story, but when the government says you can be making and you will be making your first payment back to your student loans. So you don't have to pay them up until six months after you get out of school. So it gives you a little bit of leeway to sort of get out of school, maybe get a job. You know, if you're already in a job, that's great. Start saving that money for for those loans already. Uh, but if you don't have a job, or let's say you're getting into the next program, you have six months from when you get out to start paying back your loans. Now, there are different deferment plans based on what you choose in the FAFSA website. And there's another thing. If you are talking about undergrad, and you choose to go to grad school, you also have the ability to push off those loans until after graduate school. The reason why that is so great is because the federal government sees you as a student and you're still a student. So you decided to go to grad school, that's awesome, big for you, that's great, proud of you. But here's the thing, the the students who decide to do that per the federal government are still considered students. Yes, you're in grad school, but now they say, okay, okay, we realize you have a lot of, uh, you got you got some debt, right? You, you accrued some debt, but you're not technically done with school. So we're not gonna make you pay for it while you are a broke graduate student. What we're gonna have you do is we're gonna push it off until after you're done with graduate school, and then you start paying for it. Now, the reason why this is nice is because for most people who go to graduate school, most people come out of their graduate program and yes, they have even more debt. But here's the thing, the reason why you're getting that graduate degree is so that you can make a higher amount of money. So you can have a better position. So you can come out of it with with a little bit more of a credential. This is not always the case. I wanna make sure that you know that just because you go to grad school doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be, doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be that much smarter, doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be that much better at what you do already. You may or may not. Grad school may or may not be a great thing for you, and I will make another episode on that. So stay tuned for that too. It's gonna it's it's gonna be all about grad school and whether or not you really want to go, because it is a huge commitment. But here's the thing: if you are committed to getting that certification, to getting that degree, to getting all the things that would allow you to have a higher paying position, you know, maybe a little bit better for you and your family or you on your own. It'll allow you to push off those FAFSA, those federal student loans, until after graduate school is over. So now if graduate school is another two years or another four years, you won't have to pay any of those loans. Not not after the six months, no. Instead, after you finish grad school. So now if you went to a four-year undergrad program and now you're going to do a four-year grad program, you don't have to worry about paying any federal student loans until after both of those are finished. Now that is not the same same scenario 
for for private loans. Private loans are a totally separate entity. And if you think that you're going to be able to start paying private loans after a certain time, you're wrong. Private loans most likely require you to start paying kind of immediately. So people try to stay away from private loans at all costs, no pun intended, because it's a lot harder to deal with. It's a lot harder as a student if you have no job, if you have no income, if you have nothing like that to support you, or you have a really little income or a really little you know, job that doesn't pay much, you're not going to be able to have a lot of money to put towards those loans depending on how big your debt is. So try to stay away from private loans if you can. Try to stay away from private loans that are related only to your parents. Try to stay away from loans that require your parents to be the borrower because it's going to put it in their name at first and then it's going to come back to your name and it's going to it's going to change your parents credit and if you do it properly it could help your parents credit but if you don't it could really be a detriment so remember FAFSA is soon approaching we are in the middle of summer so yes I want you to live it up have a great time make those experiences go out there and live your best life But at the same time, remember that first come first serve basis is going to be really helpful for you if you get it in early. If you wait till the last minute, if you wait until the next semester, like let's say you wait until like right now we're coming into soon we're going to be in the fall area, right? So you're going to be starting school. Now, if you haven't done your FAFSA already, that's okay. But typically what they do is before you get into college, you put put your information in for FAFSA. So like if you were going to be going into this fall semester, you should have already done your FAFSA last October. That's okay if you have not. Make sure you do it already. If you're still going to be going into, let's say you're going to be going into school in August, but you haven't done your FAFSA yet, do it now. There is probably still money available, just not as much as what you would have had the availability to get back in October. So make sure you're getting your FAFSA applied for. Make sure you're doing all that stuff to sort of set yourself up for those great successes. Make sure to tune in for the next few episodes on on opting in versus opting out, APR, which is interest, all the accrual rates, all the deferment plans, all that stuff. I'm going to do probably an episode for each one of the deferment plans and tell you the pros and cons of both and give you the resources and the websites for where to see all this information. Now, I want you guys to be aware of this. There are going to be scammers out there who will try to get you to come to their website. The correct FAFSA website is fafsa.gov. Don't forget it. Get it in early. Get the money you deserve.